You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. for a fanatic inside of you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you guys are reoccurring, it's nice to hear from you again. Hopefully you will enjoy this episode because this one's very special to me, near and dear to my heart. For those new viewers out there, listeners, Table Talk is a segment that we create over here in PCF to talk about more personal conversations. Politics, religion, feelings even today's episode as well too which i definitely feel like it will be a multi-episode um but for the sake of conversation purposes we're just gonna deep dive into the mind of myself for a second as we explore mental health and i gotta tell you everyone this one was a hard one (laughs) i've been trying to get this podcast running for about a good couple of days already only because it's very hard to do any kind of self-reflection to analyze yourself we are our own worst critics out there and when you're trying to talk about yourself especially open up and be vulnerable to millions of people that are listening it's a huge undertaking especially for a person like me but um let's deep dive into it this is my mental health what i deal with my experiences and hopefully if it helps someone out there who's listening rock and roll um this is nothing for me to to gain any kind of sympathy or anything like that i'm not looking for that whatsoever this is actually pretty cathartic for me to actually talk talk more about this about a subject that i feel is very very taboo still in 2021 so let's get down to it you guys you know listen to me for those that are here for the first time i usually go by the name of val cisco you know or on my other podcasts or other podcasts along with myself and jay rants i go by lucha val cisco you know i'm a podcaster content creator um all around badass i have this confident persona and i seem pretty upbeat and social many days especially if you hear these podcasts or if you view the instagram and facebook pages But for the most part, that is what it is. It's a lucha mask. It's a mask. It's something that um, I put on like armor to kind of hide or defend myself, however you want to look at it, from the world or even for myself, if that makes sense. So I'll go by my government right now. Let me just reintroduce myself. (sighs) My name is Francisco Valdez Jr., 
and I suffer from depression and anxiety. And I've been suffering with depression and anxiety for at least 28 years of my life. That's a very hard thing to say. A very hard thing to deep dive into. I am a father, a son, a brother. I am a provider, a friend, an employee. I am scared, vulnerable, very protective of my feelings and my time. I'm emotional. Stubborn. And sometimes toxic. That last one's a hard one to say. Um, When you're older... The older you get, the more you start to reflect on life. Now I'm in my mid-30s. I'm gonna be in my mid-30s come November. And... You really start to try and take care of those little holes that are in your game, whether it's physically, you know, with your health, your appearance, your looks, because those will fail you after a while. But most importantly, with your mental health. I'm very blessed right now to have what I have in my life. To have a beautiful 17-year-old daughter who I've, you know, contributed, given life to at the age of 16. To see that come full circle, see her doing much better than I was at 16, that brings me to tears. I am a father figure to two other young, beautiful children as well, too. Who are getting ready to get into their teenhood. And look at me as that father figure at times as well too. And it blows my mind. That two innocent, awesome kids want time from me. Every day that just... It blows my mind. I have an awesome, loving girlfriend who's super supportive. That has seen the worst of me. That has seen the complexity of one Francisco Valdez. That has seen every single shade of gray that I have to offer so far. Including the toxic side. And has stood vigilant with me. that I'm grateful because many days I feel very undeserving of that I have great friends maybe a handful but for reasons like that you know I have a great friend that I podcast with every day that I've known since I was I want to say nine or ten that in our later years 
as we have grown into fully adult men <laughs> that still talk about video games and comic books. That E is one of my rocks. And one of the few people in this world that I talk about my mental health issues with. And it's not until these years right now where we can share these stories. Because we were both probably at that age where we had that toxic masculinity of you don't say this you don't say that you know I have great friends as well too like my friend Jacob who's usually on this podcast as well too that I found here in Arizona when I really felt that I didn't want to start over and make new friends as an adult like I had acquaintances but he was something someone truly genuine that wanted to know who I was not the mask that I wear, but the person I am under it. For that, I'm grateful. So you may think right now, damn, like you have a decent life right now, Val. Many days, and this is anyone who does struggle with mental health, depression, anxiety, bipolar, what have you. I can't speak for anyone, but for myself, it's ongoing battle. Some days are brilliant. You wake up at 6 in the morning, stretch your arms so you're going to tackle the day. You're going to try to produce content. You're going to clock into work. You're going to take care of your kid and make sure she's the best teenager out there. Make sure she's going to be a great adult as well, too. You're going to give calls to the people you love and check in on people. Give yourself some self-care. Maybe do a little workout here and there other days it's a nightmare and it's not a nightmare where where you're pulling your teeth out and things of that nature no it's more so of you would think why are you feeling this way and I guess the only way to that you can understand that is if you're going through that yourself right Sometimes you just look yourself in the mirror and you feel absolutely numb. And you're not happy with the person that you see. Whether you're not happy with yourself or actions or you live in the past of what if, what could have been, if I would have done this better, if I could have done that better, if I would have gotten a better education, if I would have gotten a better job, if I would have, you know, went here or there. You start living in that as well, too. And it's just a... Uh, it's not gocho as we call it in my culture. Like a soup, a stew, mixed stew of different things. That just evolves into toxic behavior. Putting yourself down, isolating yourself, not feeling enough. It's a constant battle that I deal with every single day. And you probably see it as well too, you, the viewers out there, the listeners out there with my inconsistency with the podcast game. Some days it could be a weekly podcast, some days you don't hear from me for a month. And I felt like I needed to address that in a way too because I don't want my audience that does listen to me that takes the time out and throws about a good couple thousand listens and follows to say like, the hell's wrong with you why are you so inconsistent well this is it right here guys this is pure vow right here some days you don't want to clock into work 
Some days you don't want to finish a project. Some days you don't want to record, do research. Because you feel it's meaningless, like no one's listening, no one's caring. You're only going to fail no matter what. It's that mentality that's very soul-crushing. And what's crazier is that... Myself, at least, I feel it's very taboo still to talk about these things. 2021, we should be talking about this everywhere. Every place, you know, says reach out, talk to people. But I think it's growing up and dealing what you've dealt with when you were a child, teenager, and so on and so forth. You tend not to believe in these things. doing that you don't find the help you need and it really wasn't until my late 30s where I was starting to actually well my 30s right now I won't even say later earlier mid my 30s right now until I'm actually looking for that help to get a little bit better to take off that mask every once in a while and live a little bit more but it's hard you don't want to go back into these feelings you don't want to go back into that space where you feel uncomfortable you don't want to go back and think about some things you buried myself I'm taking the time to go to therapy to talk more to relate more to my kids to the girlfriend to the friends to everyone to kind of take off the chainmail of of regret and spite and hate sometimes and just live in love it's not an easy thing to do and once again this is my experience I don't know how anybody else is but this is how I feel and how I perceive it when you start to unravel yourself like a mummy and see these layers upon layers of toxicity it's very hard to confront that and move forward and I think that's what I've been doing this year specifically is confronting a lot of things from my past my present and what my future holds I grew up in the Bronx New York East 236th Street White Plains Road you know, born in Albert Einstein Hospital on East Tremont Avenue moved to Arizona when I was like 28 before that growing up I was a very insecure child teenager what have you and I'm not going to be going around saying woe is me about this this is not a pity party it's not a sympathy train that I'm trying to get you guys on this is just my experience that's all but you know I had a decent childhood. Wasn't the best, wasn't the greatest. You know, two parents set divorced when I was about two or three. Both parents toxic in their own right as well, too. You know, my mother, social worker. You would have thought that she would have brought that kind of experience into her home and help her children out. Emotionally and mentally, but unfortunately, and I, I, I tend to look at it now, 
it's no spite against my mother, but she was someone, and still is someone, that deals with her own mental health as well, too. But growing up, it wasn't the easiest with her. The love that I wanted from her was usually to a scotch bottle. Or it was given to another guy that she was dating. Or she wasn't even around. You know, I, I'm that quintessential child that grew up on the TV and the VHS tapes. Hell, look at me now. I'm recording <laughs> reviews about movies and video games. So it kind of comes full circle, but that's who I was. And, you know, we could look back and say, I wish this and I wish that. And I've made peace with my mother. And I think that's something very important to me. Because when you unearth these things, you unearth a lot of things you forget. Mental abuse. Emotional abuse. Physical abuse. Knowingly and unknowingly. But I got to a point where I forgave. And we came to a point where we are better now as adults than when I was younger. She had a roof over my head and she made sure I was at school. That's all I could ask for, right? Maybe that emotional, maternal figure wasn't there, but at least that was there. Uh, my father, I've loved my father for so long. And I, I, it's not that I don't love my father now, I just think that these days, as I self-reflect, as you go to therapy and as you unearth a lot of the things you buried before my father is a musician jazz player percussionist one of the best hey what's going on everybody it's your boy Val Cisco dropping some knowledge about Anchor guys Have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world with quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh... Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal, and you guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. One of the best, not in New York City. 
Sometimes when you are the best, though, you have to make sacrifices in your life, and I was a byproduct of those sacrifices. Unfortunately, I have yet to have this conversation with my father face-to-face to resolve certain issues. But back then, you know, it was more about music first, family second. You know, and it would be excuses like, I do this because I need to provide for my family. But my dad was a licensed like therapist in his own right as well, too, working for the Department of Health. Yeah, music was his thing, but it wasn't like the moneymaker. So I always felt that like, I need you around more than you were gone. I just need a father figure to tell me right from wrong. And then on top of that as well too, he's a devout Christian and no slight against anyone that deals with religion. But sometimes that could be their mask with their own mental instability. The most I remember from my father because we still talk today, we still hang out today. But the most times I remember from my father were the times of him taking me to one of his gigs, his concerts, and talking to me about music. And I could talk to him about hours about music and genres and things of that nature, what he liked and what he didn't like, what I liked, what I didn't like. You know, but as far as like real life things, it was very difficult to talk to him about that. And very difficult to talk to him as a father, too. I always either got the entertainer or the preacher. But I never got himself. And still to this day, that's the same way. And I'm still trying to get over that. Because I'm not trying to put no blame on anybody. I really am not. But sometimes the sins of the father kind of fall upon the son. I believe in that a lot. And... Unfortunately, a lot of those things did happen. Shaped my depression. It shaped what I was going through as well, too. My anxiety. I had decent friends growing up as well, too. But of course, we had that toxic masculinity. You're not supposed to cry. Cry was quote-unquote gay. You know? You're not really supposed to talk about feelings. I was still an emotional kid, but I still had to put a mask on because it was just too hard for me to actually talk about these things to anyone. I think one of the, the biggest eye-openers to me that contributed to my depression was seeing one of my friends, James, who was depressed, heavily depressed, worse than I was, and he spoke about this to a school therapist at the time and they automatically took him to a hospital and locked him up for a certain amount of time and that killed me (laughs) it did because I was like you're doing the right thing you're trying to help yourself out and the first thing they do is detain you in fear of yourself in fear of hurting yourself isn't that supposed to be the first step to any kind of recovery is acknowledging certain feelings and talking about them 
And so right then and there, I just had a block. I was like, I can't talk about shit. I can't do shit because I'm going to get, like, locked up. I'm going to get sent to somewhere. I'm going to be having the stigma of a crazy person. And I, I just, from there, I just deadpanned everything. It wasn't until I had my daughter at an early age. And I know, um, I don't want to talk about too much about that. But my daughter saved my life. I had her at, you know, at 16 years old, and she saved my life. She, she was the one thing, you know, coming out at 11, 11 o'clock at night, almost 12 o'clock at night, screaming with a whole full head of hair, and that scream made me realize I need to do better. Just from then on out, I was trying to be a better person for her but the same token though I was still burying a lot of the feelings and a lot of the anxiety and a lot of issues I had a slew of issues a slew of negativity I would have family and friends saying you can't raise a little girl you're not man enough to do that no man can take care of a daughter what are you going to do when she has a period all the stuff it would weigh on me a lot, depress me a lot. Not to mention court cases with her mother, false allegations that tore at me because of the fact that I was a man trying to raise my daughter. It was a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma my daughter went through as well too. With us trying to do the right thing. And the whole world was just against us. So you can see right there that I just, I dealt with a lot of issues just growing up. It wasn't like as crazy as a lot of people were, but it really cultivated some kind of toxicity that carried over into an adult. Relationships were never the best. I've had a slew of relationships in my life. Sorry, Karina. I will be very honest to say this right now. You, you probably know this as well too, but I've had a slew of relationships in my life. A slew of attachment issues, unfortunately, because I was always trying to be with someone. But at the same time, it's like you're yearning for that connection, but you don't want anybody too close because if they see how flawed you are, they're never gonna accept you. So I was a, a toxic mess, and sometimes I can still be that person. You know, going after relationship after relationship after relationship, and. I felt like I came to a point that I just didn't want to deal with relationships anymore. I'd rather be with myself and my seldom and my, my solitude than to destroy something else. You fast forward to 2021. I still perform those toxic behaviors still today. I'm isolated, pessimistic, argumentative. For dumb reasons as well, too overprotective. Not to maybe to to women, but a lot to my daughter. All of that equals to anxiety and the fear of failure. The fear of seeing someone else looking at you as a failure. It is literally the hardest thing to overcome. You don't hear anyone. You can hear people say you're a good father, you're a good friend, you're a good 
you know, boyfriend, lover, yada, yada, and you don't believe it because it's that fear. It's that one little bit that's inside your head that destroys everything. But I will say I'm, I'm proud of where I am right now with her. with my daughter, with my friends, the girlfriend, the kids. I'm proud of where I am right now because I am talking about this more. I am listening more instead of reacting. It is not a easy process. But the more you do talk about these things, the more it's going to get better. My daughter deals with depression because of her mother. Because I'm a overprotective father sometimes. <laughs> and the thing that I learned was you need to be honest with your children. Especially with your feelings and your experiences. That has brought us closer together because we can relate on certain subjects now. A lot of times I felt like I needed to hide behind a mask. So that way people could see the great part about me. But I'm learning more and more that you do need to talk about these things. You do need to expose yourself a tad bit. Be vulnerable. Because people do care. I dealt with neglect. All types of abuse. All types of self-medication in the wrong way. When I was younger. And those experiences, I will never forget because they have helped me become where I am right now. I am nowhere near where I want to be with my mental health. But I will say this, as much as days are hard, the more I talk about them, the more I share these experiences, the more I share these experiences with you guys. Or just my family in general. The more I feel more alive. Like Falcor flying in the air for Treyu. Yeah. <laughs> because. You notice that you're loving yourself more. You're appreciating yourself more. I could sit here and tell you guys that I love the Val Cisco persona. But I could also say now that I'm loving Francisco Valdez more and more these days. As a passionate father. As a good human being. And yeah, that fear is always going to be there. The anxiety of failing is always going to be there. The anxiety of people are talking about you always is always going to be there. Bad or good or anything. But the one thing that I will say now is that because I'm more open and because I'm more honest there are more good days and bad days that's just a little bit of my experience right there guys hopefully something comes out of this someone sees my story and if you want more personal conversations uh, about this please uh, go to anchor.com go on this podcast there's a link for it you can leave a voice message and you can tell me your experience as well too if we can even talk about our experience one thing that i've noticed some some days is that random strangers talking about these experiences are the best 
because there's no judgment there. We're totally strangers. <laughs> so we're going to be exposing these, these, these insecurities that we have to random people that don't mean anything at that moment in time, but afterwards could mean everything. You know what I mean? Anchor, you can do that. Leave that voicemail. Um, one thing that I will say that's helped me throughout my life, podcasting has helped me. That's my help so far because it's very therapeutic for me to talk and talk to other people. It's brought me closer to my friends and family. And many times I felt like giving up on this and stopping this process. But I'm reminded by friends, by family, by myself as well too, that if something brings you joy, there's no reason to destroy it. And you need to try to continue and build upon it as much as much as possible. Professional wrestling and mixed martial arts has helped me tremendously. Whether it's watching it, covering it, talking to people about studying martial arts, uh, jiu-jitsu and judo specifically in my lifestyle has helped me greatly. Professional wrestling, from watching it to attending it to learning the craft to taking bumps in the indies here and there in certain... um, arenas and organizations that have been gracious enough to teach me the trade that has lifted me even higher to the connections that I have made that I don't use half the time because my depression and my anxiety makes me feel like I don't want to bother a person right now for an interview I don't want to bother a person to talk about you know the upcoming event that's changing little by little but professional wrestling and MMA have helped me specifically so whatever helps you in your life whatever gives you life whatever helps you feel more open that you can breathe and you don't feel tight in your chest live that truth live it if buying a comic book helps you if buying a video game helps you taking a trip to Sedona a trip to Costa Rica with my boy Dwayne. You know, living life, working, whatever it, it is that helps you function in this life happily, do it and do it well. And if you're not even doing it well, do it no matter what because it gives you what you need, which is passion. A life without passion is not a life at all. Um, you guys can reach me at Lucha Valcisco on Twitter. If you want to DM me there, we can talk about experiences and maybe trade some stuff off. Because there's more that I can talk about in my life. I'm just going little by little. This is why there's probably a multiple episode right here. Multiple episodes about this topic. I do want to get other people's opinions and their stories, compare and contrast. Uh, so definitely this is a part one. But Lucha Valcisco on Instagram, Lucha Valcisco on Twitter. Um... I believe I have a TikTok and I'm putting this information as well too. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> I'm not the best guy on, on, on TikTok and all that stuff, but I put all these episodes out there as well too for you guys to to view and hopefully listen to and if you're interested, let's start that conversation. Tag me in as the new slogan is these days from professional wrestling. If you feel like you're dealing with something that you cannot you can't really explain and I could be a person that could help that feel free to tag me in and I'm there for you. I think that's the best thing too is having that person by your side that does understand and wants to be there. If you have those people in your life, hold on to them. 
people want to spend more than 20 minutes with you, genuinely hold on to them. That's all the time I have for you guys right now. Um, If you guys do enjoy this rock and roll, if you don't, apologize. (laughs) Um, This was good. This was good. Anyway, um, Pop Culture Fanatics, you guys could reach us at uh, PCF Podcast on Twitter, PCF Podcast on Instagram, and Pop Culture Fanatics on Facebook. Um, of course, like I said, share your stories. Whether on Anchor voicemails, whether it's on a DM message, share your story. Whether it's even on, if you want to put your story out there on the Facebook thread or an Instagram thread, do it. I'm there for you. You put yourself out there, I put myself out there too. You reach out, I'm here for you. I'm taking the hot tag. Um, yeah, this podcast is on all podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, it's, uh, look at me, Instagram, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Pandora. I appreciate every single one of you that took time to listen. I appreciate every single one of you guys that have been listening for the last couple of years. And those that are new to the podcast, I appreciate you as well, too, for sticking to the end. You have no idea how much that means. This is not something that I'm looking to make a million dollars off of. It says cathartic. It's it's special. You're special. I appreciate you. Take care. Have a great one. Ciao. Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. If I can make it, you can make it as well too. We believe in you.